Welcome to 20 Fucking Something, a podcast where we talk about everything we've experienced in our 20s. Now sit back and relax and listen to this week's episode. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of 20 Fucking Something. I'm really excited about this episode because I have so much to say and I'm a place where I can talk about all the thoughts in my head surrounding this topic. As you can tell, in today's episode, we will be doing a deep dive into the world of social media. A few things I wanted to add before we jumped into the topic. One, I have a new mic. I literally just bought it for $17, so maybe the audio quality will sound better. Maybe it'll sound worse. I don't know. Um, I'm also filming in a very cold laundry room. Um, I moved into a house that was renovated, so my laundry room used to be a porch, so it's not connected to central air or central heat, so it is very cold in here. I am covered up in a blanket and huddled into a corner. The last thing I want to add is that my dear friend told me in my last podcast that I said Congress passed um, same-sex marriage, but that's not true. Supreme Court did, and I need to obviously go back to high school history. So thanks, (laughs) Caleb, for pointing that out for me. Alrighty, now all that is out of the way. Let's get into today's podcast. So in 2004, I was six, in 2006, I was eight, in 2010, I was 12, in 2011, I was 13. Now you may be asking, why are you throwing these random years at me at the very beginning of this podcast? I'm going to turn it off. Well, to be completely honest, I have no idea. Um, I thought it sounded cool. I thought I needed to mention when Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, and Instagram all came out. So I was a 90s baby. Um, I will literally probably claim that till the day I die, even though I was born in 98, because the 2000 kids are really something. They are iPad kids. They are technology kids. And I can say that because I grew up with an iPad kid, my little sister. Well, technically she wasn't an iPad kid. She was more of a Kindle Fire kid. But either way, she's always been around technology and it's crazy. I remember when I was little, we only had cable and it was only in one room. Then we got a computer, and then we got a computer room, which was basically a whole room dedicated to a single device that we can now hold in our hand and put in our pocket. That concept is absolutely insane to me. Then came me begging my mom to allow me to log into her Facebook and read all the gossip that was going on in these moms' life. I actually added a few of my friends on my mom's Facebook and I would talk to them and now thinking about it it was probably kind of weird because they probably go back and see the messages between me or between them and my mom when in reality it was actually me talking to them. But anyways, um, I was introduced to social media at a young age and I almost wished I wasn't. So when I turned 13, my mom gifted me an email for a Facebook because I was so like I was begging for a Facebook and she was probably tired of me talking to my teenage friends on her Facebook, like I mentioned, because it was kind of weird. Kudos to her for actually waiting until I was 13 because kids these days are already on social media as soon as they pop out of the womb, even though technically they're not allowed to be. Um, So yeah, I was introduced to it at a young age and I really wish I wasn't. I've always had a love-hate relationship with all things technology, which I will touch on a little bit in this episode as well technology aspect of social media and all that. I would beg my parents for a touchscreen phone that was compatible with all the apps because all my friends had them. Meanwhile, my sister, who was just two years older than me, still had a flip phone and so did her friends. 
I just didn't want to get FOMO for missing out, um, but I also envied the generation that grew up offline. So I really wanted to have an offline presence, but at the same time, I felt like I was really missing out on basically a point in my childhood where I needed to be online. To this day, I am still shamed by my Facebook memories for remembering who I was 11 years ago. Not a day goes by where I don't get a notification saying your memories are in and I check my status and it's literally 11-year-old me talking about boys. Why? Um, When they say the internet is forever, they really mean the internet is forever. Um, Aside from growing up on social media, I was also hit with another aspect of it and that was having a parent who was a blogger. Before I knew it, my face was on a platform that received thousands of views and likes a day, and although they've almost always been confidence boosts, I kind of thought to post my life events and daily things online because that's what my mom did and I just kind of did what she did. Um, My dad has like zero online presence. He does have a Facebook. Um, I like one of our family members made it for him, but he never really gets on or anything. Um, So. It was, there was no like happy medium in my family. It was either you post all things online, like my mom does because it's literally her job, or you post nothing online, like my dad does. But I was hit with the feeling of I can't do something big in my life without seeking the validation of the internet. Then comes the aspect of only posting good things about my life, and I started to feel guilty because others may look at my life and compare themselves then I feel like I need to overcompensate and post how awful I'm doing, but as we learned in the last episode, we don't owe anyone anything. So I'm very open about my mental health online because I know that's something that a lot of people are struggling with and it's not talked about as often. However, I, sometimes I feel like I shouldn't post about that stuff online, but I hope that it at least helps somebody. Um, I'm definitely guilty of comparing myself to others as well, but I can't leave. It's like a drug. The first week without it really sucks. Um, You find your fingers tracing your phone in the placement where the apps used to be. Um, You're watching TV and you wonder if an actor has an Instagram and you go and look and realize that you uninstalled the app or maybe you took a snap of the sunset and wanted to post it even though 50 other people had posted the same one. Why do I even need a fucking phone? That has nothing to do with social media, but this is another thing that frustrates me since I mentioned why do I even need a phone. I felt the story should be mentioned because we live in a day and age where we need technology to survive. I took a trip to Portland for school, Portland, Oregon, not Portland, Maine, but I took a trip to Portland for school and before I even boarded the plane, my professor told me I needed to download an app that was compatible with the transit system there. Turns out my phone was literally the only phone that was not compatible with the app. Upon arrival, I had to purchase a day pass and get a physical card. However, this was the hardest thing to find. We went to multiple stores asking if they carried physical cards, and all the people responded with, we don't carry them, but now there is a convenient app. Well, guess what, Linda? The app isn't so convenient. It is very ageist against my 2000 Android. Finally, We found a physical card at the sketchiest convenience store I have ever been in in my whole entire life. When it was handed to me, it looked like an ancient artifact, covered in dust. 
After our adventure, we rested into our Airbnb and I went to connect to the Wi-Fi and boom, my phone was not compatible with the Wi-Fi. I made plans on that trip that when I returned back to North Carolina, I was getting a new phone. In fact, I purchased the phone while on one of my school outings. And when I landed, I had a brand new shiny iPhone. So I will never be met with the stress of not having a phone that is so versatile. Technology has definitely taken over my life. I can't remember a time when I wasn't able to say, Alexa, what's the weather like today? Instead of actually going outside to see myself. Social media has also taken over my life in the same aspect. I am unable to go anywhere without posting a picture about my outing online. I'm very open on social media and I'm not sure if that's what I want anymore. But if I remove myself from these platforms, will that make me weird or a red flag? Will no social media present change my mental health? Where will I post my selfies? We are still in the middle of the pandemic. This is how I get my human interaction. I don't have a lot of friends to text when exciting things happen, so I post them. But without social media, will I just have myself? Why will I feel like a nobody without it? Why do I feel like I'm missing out if I don't have it? What is even considered social media? Like if I keep Snapchat and use it as a form of communication, is that considered social media? Is iMessage considered social media? Is Spotify posting a podcast considered social media? I'm not sure if any of this made any sense at all, but I have said my piece on the topic, and on that note, I'm going to end this week's episode. Please remember that what you see online isn't always the reality, and it might be fake or simply just not the whole truth. We choose what people get to see. If you have a toxic relationship with social media, I challenge you to put the laptop, phone, or tablet down for a week and just experience the real world. Remember, we don't owe anyone anything. Stay safe, friends. I just wanted to hop back on real quick to kind of record something less scripted because that sounded very scripted and I apologize, but I had a lot to say and I didn't just want to go on 50 million tangents. But my relationship with social media is actually um, very toxic. I find myself comparing myself to others. I find myself um, trying to look the best. It, I find myself looking pretty in person and then posting and then wanting to share how pretty I am online and then trying to take a picture and not actually capturing how pretty I am. And then I realize maybe like I'm not as pretty as I think I am. And that that is a very harmful thing especially with someone who struggles with mental health because the last thing I want to worry about is how the online world perceives me when there's a lot of fake information on it um during the pandemic and during the presidential election and basically all elections really I had to stop going online I I had That's probably when I hit my breaking point with social media because everything I saw really hurt. Um, It affected my mental health just to know that all this stuff is going on. And especially the pandemic, it's been going on for like three years now and people are still acting the same. And that's very frustrating. So seeing the rise in COVID cases really affected um, how I live my everyday life. So I stopped looking at it and Sometimes I do get upset because I'm not as informed as my friends are like, oh, did you see this on the news or did you see that? And I feel like it's very important to be informed on everyday topics. But 
at the same time, I don't think it's worth my mental health if I can't change it. Like, that's the thing. I can't change what is going on in the world. Like, yes, I, I want to be informed. I want to know what's going on. But at the same time, like, if I can't change it, why should it affect my mental health as much as it is right now? So that's when I decided to get off the platforms um, to stop looking at stories and everything because knowing that I kind of interacted with people and are interacted with people who would say negative things are people who are part of the problem that's when I realized that I definitely needed to change my online presence because you are who you converse with so um I had to remove myself in that aspect and I think I am going to take a step back from Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. I really like Twitter because as well it's an online diary, but the amount of times that I've gotten in trouble for things that I posted are the amount of times that I've gotten texts that, that were like, hey, someone sent me a screenshot of your tweet. Was that about me? I am very, very guilty of subtweeting, but at the same time, that's my social media. That's I deserve to be able to post whatever I want on my social media. How dare you go on my platform and share my inner thoughts? Like, I know it's public, and, like, technically it is my fault because I posted it. But at the same time, like, why are we creating drama where it's not? Um, I don't know if that made any sense, but I wanted to add a little bit of personality at the end of this podcast. But, um, yeah, I think I'm going to take a step back. It's hard because with my design background, I definitely do want to have an online presence where people can find me with my LinkedIn and everything, but at the same time, it's become so draining that I put more effort into my online presence rather than my real-world presence, and that's not something that I want to do. Um, I'm spending so much time trying to make myself sound interesting online that I'm very boring and constantly on my phone IRL, so... That's something I struggle with, and that's something that I really want to fix about myself. And yeah, so now I'm going to end this week's podcast. Follow me on Instagram, Maketa underscore. I added a link tree so you could see all my links and everything. I have COVID resources. I have Black Lives Matter resources. Um, I have my design page if you ever want to check out my design work. And then obviously I have a link to this podcast, but if you're listening to it already, then you know where to find it. Um, Follow me on my Twitter. Just kidding. Don't follow me on my Twitter. Like I said, I expose myself too much on there. So we're going to keep that at a secret, but I hope everyone has a great week and a great starting of February. Thank you for listening, guys.